guys know each other already? No. <laughs> nope. First time. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you the background. So like I was just on on library, what like two weeks ago or maybe even a week ago, and which has morphed into um, Odyssey. Odyssey now. Yeah. So was, which is really cool. Like the um, we I actually interviewed the CEO of uh, library earlier in the year with what was the kids here actually so we did did an interview and like all sort of student-based questions which is really cool and then we set up a, a library competition so like best student-centric video whichever gets the most thumbs up like wins the cryptocurrency sort of things so it's pretty cool but um that yeah, is cool a, yeah, yeah it's really fun send me the details on that i'd like to know oh well yeah, yeah. so just libraryproject.github.io in fact okay. one of the kids made the site and it's all their idea so it was cool quite fun yeah. um but yeah so i was like oh what's this odyssey jumped on it I'm like oh my god this is awesome like it's so much faster and they've just built on top of the library blockchain obviously and then your video popped up i'm like hey i know james that's awesome and like i've watched your and sent your 9-11 video around because it's just so hilarious and everyone seems to like resonate with it um and yeah i was like oh what's this you're on ipfs awesome so yeah that's why i reached out <laughs> awesome you know in your uh bio here uh it's you know it's a long list of uh you know technology you speak and blockchain expert and everything so how did you come across IPFS? Why did that give you such an interest? Um, so I used to work at the Bitcoin Center in the city. Um, so I think ours opened around the same time as the one in New York. Um, and yeah, I think someone came in and showed me Juan Burnett's um, presentation like back in like 2016, I think it must have been, yeah, or even before that. At that time yeah. yeah and i was just like yeah this is it like this will fix so many things and there's been i mean i'm pretty agnostic so like to 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 think about things like i think there's great ipfs we've got all these other tech like library as we mentioned um storage was another one which i was really excited about in fact i think we're probably the only school in the world to back up our minecraft server to storage with <laughs> some servers that were built by kids so that was pretty cool but i think um yeah, like, I mean, there's so many cool competing open source decentralized techs that are out there. It's just just really so exciting. That's, but what, that's what got my interest started. My whole thing has been to have data storage that was available to anybody anywhere that wasn't centralized, it couldn't be censored. You know, that was the point. Yeah. And um, MadeSafe was, I was really, you know, interested too. Yep. Yep. storage came out of that. And the, the kid uh, stored Sean, I think you know, may have uh, been the guy. And I, I've interviewed all these guys, made a big deal. We really pushed MadeSafe, but they had, they maxed out on their funding in like five hours. I mean, boom, it's done. Yeah. And then, you know, whenever you get a lot of attention like that, it gets either infiltrated or they, you know, sip Mai Tais on the beach or whatever the hell they're doing. And it just kind of, you know, never took off. And I can see the reason why. And what we've been uh, screaming about as having, you know, this, you know, pirate communication is one thing. Hailing frequencies invisible to the crown. That's over here. But the I what if I don't want to be secret? What if I want everybody to see it whenever they want? Well, that's, you know, decentralized storage and then uh, dissemination of the data. So they were coming up with a concept that you get paid, you get crypto for uh, proof of storage or whatever. So you have the data and then you get paid also for the dissemination of that data. Well, that's easy to gain. You know, it's kind of like AdSense, you know, Google click and word thing, you know, 
mm-hmm. so they could monetize it. And their big concern was, well, how do we monetize it? And it's going to get gamed again. I'm going, yeah, that's all very interesting, but you're saying I can permanently store it, store my information, right? That's well, right. don't go crap about this other stuff, man. Give me, give me, give me. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, my IT guy, uh, Derek Slopey, that you saw in the video, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, James and I, you know, super geek with grease under his fingernails and a big hacker space warehouse and working on, you know, our bus and all this guy. I mean, the guy is a jack of everything, you know, and Love it's it. just amazing genius. But um, he came to me and he said a few years ago, this IPFS thing. Well, I hadn't seen Juan Bonnet's thing until like, I don't know, a couple of years later. I didn't yeah. even know it was part of Filecoin and all that stuff. But he gave me the, you know, the, um, the capabilities of it and what it can do. And I go, well, let's do that. Yep. Well, right now he's installing a 16 terabyte server in his warehouse and it just house whatever. We can do all of our stuff. We're probably about eight, 900 gig over 15 years of Freedom's Phoenix, all the stuff that we do. You know, uh, James has a pretty large uh, archive. And then, of course, you know, a lot of Luke stuff and everybody else. You can put in a Raspberry Pi, three plus or four, whatever they call them now, and an external hard drive, a couple terabyte, and you're a node. You know, you just exactly. plug it, you're done. Exactly. So, you can even set up um, IPFS clusters. So we've done that here with um, Raspberry Pis. So we've got a, like, you know, a bank of 12. Of whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. You're my new best friend. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about your Raspberry Pi IPFS storage and dissemination. Go, man. Go, go, go. <laughs> so we've, um, we've got, obviously, a, a number of nodes running here. Uh, VMs, Nux, um, Raspberry Pis. In fact, we even built with Android on its sticks. We got like... The idea was to get like each student their own Android on a stick, um, which is, you know, 50 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever it was. Um, and you plug that into the screens and like kind of away you go. Great idea in theory, in practice, it meant a whole bunch of like Android on a sticks getting broken. <laughs> so like, they'd take them home and like come back just in ruins because um, they went robust enough. So anyway, we took all the broken ones and made like this massive cluster. It's so, like 3D printed. Um, a way to sort of put them on a rail and then got them all with actually we upcycled a bunch of old computers so like ripped them apart took out the um the hard drives put that hard drive with a <laughs> semi-broken um, android on a stick and then you create a cluster um kind of just like for fun to see if you okay, can do it let but me I ask mean, some questions. how many how much um memory storage do you have for your ipfs uh pending a file um all up probably Jeez. Well, I mean, we've got like 20 TB just on one server that we could potentially host stuff with. So, I mean, and then from out there, we've got a whole bunch of other nodes, like just sitting and around. And then, you know, uh, the uh, dissemination, what kind of bandwidth do you have? Your, uh, so we got, we've got we got a gigabit connection for the school. In fact, we've got uh, three connections. So you could, and we've aggregated two of them. So more than that. Okay, so well, now that you have century of enslavement on there you know <laughs> man coming in going oh no hell no you're so not allowed well what i love is that you can like what, what ipfs does is shard up the uh, or shard the, uh, the the data so you can potentially be hosting it but it's not actually that file is not sitting on your server just a piece of it right so sort of like torrents but what's really cool and i only just figured out this this week is with so we're building a virtual school with um, a number of schools actually in the US. So one in uh, Boston um, and, oh God, where are the other two? 
God, I'm forgetting the other states. But anyway, really nice people. And we're looking at building a, a space where we can come together and learn about things sort of together. It's the hardest part is kind of finding cross-curriculum between uh, countries. Like, so we started with computer science, but we're going to build out virtual spaces on this thing called Mozilla Hubs, which is built on something called A-Frame. So A-Frame's like basically VR for the web. What I figured out um, actually through doing this podcast is that you can sync your GitHub. So like, you know, you upload your, your website, whatevs to, to GitHub. With this software called Fleek, you can sync that directly to IPFS. So we're dumping all these objects. So like stuff you can create for these VR spaces. So I um, actually did it with two avocados. <laughs> it's just like, oh, cool. That looks like an interesting thing to throw in, something funny. Um, got it syncing, brought it across to IPFS. You can bring it in world into VR. So there's VR space. All these objects are not sitting on a server anywhere anymore. It's on a decentralized network. So we can literally build a virtual school without having a box sitting somewhere reliant on it. So okay, it's, it's now, so next level. Well, once when uh, uh, James and Derek and I did the IPFS uh, show, we did one. James had, we kind of talked about IPFS, I don't know what, a couple of years ago or something, yeah. a year ago or whatever. And that, and, and, and James's thing was, yeah, but it's kind of slow. It's not real snappy and everything. Well, start using it and it'll get really fast. That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, he starts checking it again. All this stuff happens. He's going, hey, man, that's going pretty fast. I'm going, yeah. <laughs> you get, the more you use it, the faster it gets. Uh, a gentleman, a young man, uh, Silvestri, I think it was, from Sweden. Uh, Derek and I did a podcast with him just uh, uh, last week, I think, end of the week. And he is now using everybody's browser in their cell phone as a node. You know, he's setting that up. So everybody's cell phone is a node for popular files. So James will be on freaking 15 gazillion cell phones, you know? So it's just, it's amazing what this, and I could see what, it, this is the internet that I anticipated when I was young, you know, mm -hmm. in the early thirties and so on and the early nineties, mid nineties, you know, I'm going, well, this is what the internet's going to be. And then the worldwide web of status, you know, consolidation of, you know, it's theirs now, you know, that started happening. And I go, yeah, we got to go through this. I like to call that the legacy internet now. <laughs> Which <Yeah>. one? <laughs> web 2. So any of these Web yeah. 2 platforms like Facebook or Twitter or Google or, you know, Picky Poison, they're, yeah, they're exactly. obsolete. Like there's no point yep. using them anymore. I think. Let me, like let me give you my, uh, my take on this. I got into, I was introduced to IPFS a few years ago and I, Ernie, I, I'm sorry to say, I don't think it was from you. I think the first time I ever heard of it, it might've been Vin Armani. At any rate, it was around the time that DTube was coming, coming online. And so I was learning, oh, what is this IPFS? And so learning about it that way. But anyway, obviously I heard about it on your program too, Ernie. And uh, so my, my use case here, the, the incentive for me is censorship resistance. I'm a media creator. I'm concerned about censorship. So I just want a way that to make sure that there's at least a backup of my data in a decentralized network. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. So I'm not an IPFS maximalist, maximalist, as I don't think any of us are. It's not like IPFS or bust. No, I mean, whatever works. Yeah. Uh, but IPFS yeah. seems to be working at this point. And that's, uh, that's what I'm into, uh, into it for. But yeah, I see... So that's my immediate concern is getting, making sure my files are there and backed up and, and stored. But yeah, I think the longer term agenda is web three, uh, the D web and, and having that with the IPFS as, as a, the network underlying 
with the, all the things that you could do on a D-Web um, basis. Because actually one thing I noticed after I posted our IPFS conversation, Ernie, <laughs> I, had, uh, I had at least one person saying, but I can't log into your IPFS website. I'm like, yeah, that, <laughs> that's not how that, uh, yeah, okay. So, you know, there's a long way to go for Joe Q Normie to get on board with what this is and how it's working. But uh, oh, once we get to that point where you got a D-Web where you can log in through a decentralized network, that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be next level stuff. They go to your link and it goes to the page that was created for you with everything. What, what does he mean? Uh, so he's talking about logging in as a member of the corporate report website, which of course is hosted on my server. So when you go to the IPFS and you try to log in there, it's linking to something that doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. It's trying to get into my server. Essentially. Oh, okay. Cause it has a login thing on there. Yeah, exactly. You got to replicate yeah. it your site. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, people are thinking this is actually a functioning website, but it's really kind of just the shell of the website linking to the files. Right. That's the important point of it, right? Well, there, there, there is um, decentralized um, databases as well that we can migrate to um, something called Orbit. And basically, it means you won't have to have that centralized um, system of all those user accounts. Um, and that's that's in really heavy development as well, particularly since Filecoin, like there's been all this stuff just launching. Um, but yeah, with, with that, there's there's a there's two domain um, name systems now that are sort of competing. And <laughs> I've interviewed both of them, and they're like one's um, kind of going after ICANN. Um, it's called Handshake, so Handshake blockchain name base sitting on top of it, where you basically um, can get. So you want to get Cobalt Report or We Are Change. Instead of doing .com, you just type that name in and that's it. It's a TLD. The other is ENS. And ENS is on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, so you do copy report or, or we are change .f slash. And then that takes you to that website. So those two, th in fact, I think I've, I've, I'm bidding on both of them at the moment. <laughs> there's like, there's like you, you log okay. in and you can, so I'll give them to you guys if I win. Now, this is the main thing with me. You know, this is when you have search for IPFS, then, you know, and they're working on it right now. We had another gentleman, Josh Haley or something, you know, that people that you meet at these festivals and over time and they kind of, you know, grow up and they're in their, they're 30 now and they got some skills and they see what's happening and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm in, we need to do this. So there's like four guys, a team already. If you got some people, you know, Derek wants to, they're on GitHub, you know, doing the formatting for the metadata. Because when you load it up, you know, I want to search James's site. I need to find these, you know, it's just a hash, but it has to have some, we pull that metadata over and it looks just like his site. So you click on it and it plays. The thing is, is that how do you search that? So yep. you're talking about, they're starting to get to where, you know, you know, this is what I'm excited about is yep. search. This is yep. what Derek is working on with these guys now, because once you can search, you know, the people's internet that isn't any one place, it's internet three point kiss my ass. I mean, we're done. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Well, I, I think that's coming pretty soon. About. You you were saying that there was some kind of a, a directory or something that they're yeah, working yeah. on. Yeah, so worth having a look at. Um, so Handshake is one I'm really excited about. So it's a, a blockchain. So basically, you know, at the moment, how you go and register your domain. So uh, James, you'd be paying for a Cobalt Report through ICANN. So you have to rent it off them. It's really like, it's not very efficient. And these people make billions of dollars off it. Like it's gross. Um, 
handshake is basically just replacing that. So they're going, no, nah, we're going to make it decentralized. You want to own uh, We Are Change or Corporate Report? Boom, it's yours now and forever. Um, and the way they do it is it's really clever. It's basically you have, it's akin to, I don't know if you guys remember um, Namecoin was like the first fork of, of Bitcoin. Um, Eric that, was one of the main developers of that. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I was super excited about that. Um, and it kind of really, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes to like what the, the net can be. Um, but they've kind of taken that and then built something even better where um, they're not just going, you know, it's a free-for-all. They get released in blocks. So like each name, so whether that's, you know, Kieran or James or Ernie or Luke, um, you can bid for that. So bid for your own name. It's a TLD, so top level domain name. So instead of a .com, which is it's just a TLD that you're renting, it's just your name and that's it. Um, and now you can link that to IPFS, which is just like so mind-blowingly cool. It's just going to fix so many things. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really handshake. cool. Where do I go? How do I do um, handshake.com or what? I mean, what? Uh, I think it's .com, yeah. Just search handshake blockchain and it'll bring up a whole bunch of stuff. And Namebase is a group that's sitting, that's building on top of that. Um, and they're doing some really, really cool stuff. And you can mine it. So like the, if you get a, a coin mine one, which um, you can get pretty easily in the States, I had to wait like six months for it to come out to Australia. Um, you can literally like one button click and start mining um, Handshake like off the bat from home. It's like, looks like a little PlayStation or something like super easy to plug in and you go boom. And then you're like supporting the network off the bat. Well, this is one thing that James, you know, because James has such a large audience and they've been introduced to this and it's, you know, and we got a lot of contact from that show, you know, that James put up. I mean, all of a sudden, everybody, whoa, James is doing it. What the hell, you know, yeah. we're, in. we're mainstream now, you know? So what kind of contact did you get, James? Did people, you know, contact or, or comment on it or say anything? Yeah, I got, uh, well, obviously there were some comments directly on my site there that people can read through, um, including people who are just kind of wondering what what this is, or I'll get around to it later. The funniest part was that uh, last last uh, Tuesday or so, whenever it was, last week, um, I uh, my security certificate on my SSL expired, and I I knew it was expiring, and I had it on my calendar. Oh yeah, I better get ta that taken care of. And I of course I forgot until it expired, and then I'm scrambling. Oh god, you know my site's down. Um, and so people are like, Oh my god, your site's been hacked. Oh, I'm getting this warning message and everything. I'm like, No, no, I'm working on it. But the funny thing is I got several people saying, oh, this is a test, isn't it? You want to see if we listen to your IPFS and bookmark the site, didn't you? <laughs> well, I didn't bookmark the site. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, it wasn't a test, but maybe on the bigger scheme of things, it is a test. And <laughs> well, they're bookmarking now, that's for sure. Oh. It should be anyway, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, there was, uh, um, uh, shall we say, reserved uh, enthusiasm <laughs> about the idea, uh, but, Again, so few people in the general sort of public even understand these issues, let alone why they're important. This is, see, to me, this is, I imagine, I wasn't there when the World Wide Web was developing. I mean, I, I got on the net in 95 or 96 or whatever, but I wasn't exactly helping to bring anything to fruition. But I, I have the sense this is the same sort of feeling as it was back in that time when everything was new, everything was exciting, all these things were developing, there's so many possibilities. And of course, it's just a, a tiny section of the geekiest part of the public that has any idea about this or what it really means. And they're the ones shaping it. And that's what's happening right now. And it's exciting to be part of that. But 
straddling as I do, an audience, 99% of whom probably don't know or care about this yet, they will, um, and trying to move them over to that other geekier side. I think the, the thing that, uh, that keeps coming back to me is the internet used to be exciting. Do you remember yeah. that? The internet oh, yeah. used to be exciting and it was a cool place and there was interesting things happening. Now it is depressing. It's depressing as hell, not just the content of what's happening, but just the formulaic, bland, corporate garbage sites like Facebook and everything, every homogenized, boring, disgusting. It's just life depriving to even go on the internet anymore. We could bring back that sense of this is cool. There's new things happening and it is the free for all. Once again, this is what the internet's about. I think we can capture that energy again if we just know how to bring people on over. And it's not even really bringing people over. It's just building something cool that people want to go to because that's exactly what happened 20 years ago. Yeah, you build it, they'll come. You know, this is a good thing. I want to you know, ask Luke about it because um, it was the uh, uh, first time James and I met was at the first Anarcopoco, you know, in uh, uh, Acapulco, Mexico. And, um, and uh, it was great to see you. And we've been doing shows for years. And um, I remember uh, in Acapulco 19, so this has been a year ago, February or something, and I, I'm down there and I'm going to all these guys saying, look, man, they're coming. This is, we're getting ready for that. So, you know, especially Luke, he's like, yeah, yo, get ready to take a shot every time Ernie says IPFS, you know, and he's giving me crap. But now <laughs> I want, you know, what, what, what's your interest now? Well, I, I didn't want to interrupt, but I was going to say, James, I don't believe you when, when you said you didn't hear from IPFS from Ernie Hancock. I mean, I walked by here <laughs> in the middle of the night. This man snores. IPFS. He sees a uh, but he person. dreams about the Corbett report. Ask him about that. I don't know, I don't know about that. I'm not, I'm not in his head. I can't dream about that. But, but I got to give credit where credit's due. And you've been warning people for a very long time saying, hey, the thought police are coming. The thought police are coming. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. And, and, and you were very on point with it. And you kept bringing it up. Random people walk by here by accident. Ernie screams at them, points at them. IPFS. No one knows what's going on, but I think now I think is more time than ever to realize the situation in front of us. And, you know, we have a huge opportunity. A lot of people like to talk about some of the negative aspects of what's happening here, especially in 2020, how horrible 2020 is. Well, in reality, 2020 is a big wake up call to a lot of people to finally get their ish straight family friendly show. Uh, I, I, whatever. It's tire shoe. <laughs> He's in yeah. elementary school, yeah. man. There's, and there's probably going to be ten-year-olds listening to this. So yeah. <laughs> but but it's time to really wake up, realize the situation situation in front of you, and take responsibility. And just like you were mentioning before, James, especially with how squeegee cleaned, corporatized, Disney approved the internet has become, it's really a place that essentially spurs on depression, anxiety, and all these negative psychological traits because it's done like that on purpose. They have the best psychologists, the best scientists in the mind working on getting you addicted, getting you hooked onto a negative, nasty drug. Everyone's on this crack dopamine addicted rush that they can't get out of. We really have this answer. We really have this solution. We really have this plane of authenticity of rawness, of realness, of truth presented in front of him that is a lot better than that little heroin crack from Mark Zuckerberg that he's trying to sell to you on the dirty street corners of Facebook. I'm sorry. I'm sick of Nana 
and grandma and all these boomers complaining on Facebook. It's a toxic, nasty place. We have a place that's filled with solutions, answers, and what you're doing in Australia is amazing and incredible. Yeah. And I would love to learn more about it specifically. Uh, what's standing in your way right now when it comes to uh, the the kind of a law or the authorities or the rules? So you said you had a bunch of kids in there. You don't have them now. What are the specifics that we need to understand that the government is doing that's kind of preventing you? What are, and, and then kind of, we could kind of maybe open this up to a larger question. What else is preventing us from expanding this larger idea of decentralization? Um, so at the moment, so the kids have come back this week, which is cool and everyone's excited. But yeah, the whole year it's been um, just lockdown and weirdness and you're not allowed to leave your house. And just, well, the, the crazy thing, it was <laughs> the, um, the average age of death from COVID in Australia is 83. Do you know what the average life expectancy is in Australia? 79? 82. <laughs> So if you get it, you get an extra year. <laughs> it's so weird. So like, I think I think everyone's kind of coming out of the the, the COVID coma. I mean, it's been um, yeah, really interesting year. But I will say a lot of cool positive stuff happening in 2020, and specifically because of the lockdown. So as I was saying to Ernie before, um, the like the the digital literacy has just gone up so like all these people who you know the, the luddites who say oh we don't need to use technology and it's bad and blah 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 um they've kind of been forced to go oh, okay like we kind of have to get on board now the other side of it is people are realizing so my partner her, her company um that she works for they've been working remotely like all year since the start of the year and they've realized hang on, we don't need to pay for this big building anymore. <laughs> we can work remotely and just hire a space when we need to. Um, shipping containers. Yeah, or shipping containers, exactly right. Can I go? Can I show you something cool, guys? Sure. I'm just going to share no. my screen. All right, so we're talking You're about not going to pull a Jeffrey Tubin on us, are you? <laughs> I don't know who that is, but okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, but not with the kids. All right. Okay. Okay, can you guys see that? Yeah. Okay, so this is this is what I was talking about before. So this is Mozilla Hubs. This is A-Frame. See all these objects in here? So I'll bring one up. Those are links. Uh, see if I can. So that's an object. You can bring it up, spin it around, have a look at it. That's hosted on IPFS. So that object there, that's not sitting on a server somewhere. That's sitting on a distributed network. Okay, so your your kids that you're training, this is their introduction into interfacing with the internet and building their own and understanding IPFS. So they're exactly. starting. Exactly right. So I think, hang on, if we can get out of that. There we go. So all these things. So what I, what I do now, instead of like doing presentations with slides or whatever that is super boring, I go into a VR space and you can actually strap on a VR headset and go in world and actually meet me in here if you wanted to. So we don't even have to use Zoom anymore. We can actually meet in world in here uh, and then bring in objects from IPFS. So when you're saying like the internet is like boring and stark and, you know, corporatist, totally agree. This is the answer. <laughs> so we're building one thing when I creative spaces talking about shopping on the internet and you have your own store and a mall and that's how they would refer to it. I thought it was going to be, you know, like that. I, I thought that I was going to graphically walk down you know, a wild west town and go into the store and look at the shelves. I mean, I thought that's how it was going to be. And mm -hmm. it, it never really, and, and it, it looks like, you know, that's kind of what you, you just sparked that memory in me. And, and, it, and the preserving of this information is, is great, but also 
just being able to have your store. That's why, you know, Ross Ulbricht is like doing 50 billion years because he demonstrated that, yeah, we don't need you guys to go, oh, hell no. Well, we're going to demonstrate that, you know, what we do to people like you. And um, it is a matter of fact, after the show, I got a call from uh, or an email from um, uh, Leonard to Ross, everyone, by the way, (laughs) anyone listening, donate to Ross, everyone, if you can. Yeah, uh, well, his mother lives in Arizona now. We're from Phoenix. She's in Tucson now where uh, Ross is. And uh, she sent us an email that Ross is working on encryption, talking about this, of, you know, how peer-to-peer. So he goes, yeah, I can't get out of But if I could get a computer, you know. So he, was sending, he, he sent us, you know, a, 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 an attachment without even looked at it. We just got it like yesterday. Oh. So this is us doing this and James participating in this has really sparked a lot. When he said, yeah, Ernie dreams of the Corbett report. Well, he's not too far off. Okay, this is what happened. We were doing a podcast, and that morning or something, you know, you sleep late, and you're kind of, you know, you're dream- you actually remember your dream or something. And I remember I was being interviewed. I mean, I'm an activist. I get interviewed, you know, television, that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, you know, um, I'll do what I was dreaming about. When they were go to me, and they said, and I just kept going, CorbettReport.com. CorbettReport.com. And I'm just <laughs> next time I get on, I'm going to do that. And because I'm just going CorbettReport.com. Oh, you don't want to ask me about CorbettReport.com? What is Corbett, what's the answer to, you know what? I don't know. I think it's probably CorbettReport.com. And the reason <laughs> is, is because I know it just pissed them off. You know, people getting access to that data is what's going to get. So now we have what we used to do as activists in the 90s. You know, there was a World Wide Web or search. I mean, I remember when Yahoo first started and you fill out, you know, you know, pick my cool site thing, you know, you get a listing. And what it was is we would promote a site. You know, it would be, and if we had QR codes back then, hell, we'd been silk screening signs and everything. I'm a sign guy. I'm a, I'm I'm traveling across the country making signs, doing signs. I'm even getting Luke. He's like, I think I'm gonna be doing some signs, you know, because we're having a lot of luck with it, you know, around the country, just you know, sticking giving the middle finger to the man. And the, I remember during the Ron Paul revolution, they were, um, well, you need the older people in the meetups. They go, well, I'd be there to speak and, you know, promote and everything. And they go, um, what you, don't you have to get like a permission slip to put the sign up and all this kind of, and we're like, what these young kids were going, I'm not going to get a permission slip to the man to give a finger to the man. I mean, what, what are you talking about? And when you're having elementary age school, uh, children learning this part of the capabilities of the internet from the beginning, it's not going to be, it's going to be five, 10, 15, 20. It's over. This VR, is VR and blockchain natives. Think about that. There's kids at this school now who've never known a world without that technology. Just, yeah. It's crazy. Actually. Yeah. When you were talking about that library project, that was the thing I was most excited about is that, yeah, these kids are getting into the ground floor at the decentralized web. And they can bypass completely all the nonsense that's going on. And I think the kids will get it. Kids aren't going to log on to Facebook and be like, oh, wow, this is exciting. No, yeah. of course not. No, but still they can understand Facebook? the authenticity and the realness <laughs> of these new platforms and these new ways of doing it. I think the kids will get it a lot better than us old geezers will. This episode of the IPFS podcast was proudly sponsored by Coinstop.io. Coinstop is the oldest and most trusted Australian distributor of cryptocurrency hardware wallets such as the Ledger Nano S, Nano X and Trezor wallets. 
So to ensure that you have full control over your cryptocurrency investments, visit coinstop.io and enter the code IPFS at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. And remember, not your keys, not your coins. Can I ask you guys a question about uh, YouTube? So to, to, to Luke and James, like you're, and, and Ernie, like your um, stuff has been on YouTube obviously for years. Yeah, I, I just kind of stopped in 10. When they, okay. I was doing oh, the wow. show okay. and they, they gave me a gig because I had seven seconds of Led Zeppelin rejoiner. So I go, I'm done. I already <laughs> see where this is going. You know, I will not be curtailed. And that's, and it's just now, we just got the bus done and we're pulling out tomorrow. I mean, we've been working on this thing for months. And I know James is like, I, I hear about this bus, but I'm not really sure. But anyways, <laughs> but uh, so while we're on the road, I'm going to be able to sit and actually, you know, spend some time on the quality of the show and the green screen, you know, uh, usage and doing the run and all this kind of, but where I put it is important to me because I don't want it to be taken down because I used a clip of a movie. You know, I'm going, screw that. You know, it's like, it's like uh, uh, Luke here, you know, when he talks about, you know, he calls it the cornholio disease or some crap like that, you know, because he, he can't say it. You're censoring yourself all the time. And I'm just like, Luke, I mean, you know, stop. Yeah, but, you know, that's where the people are. And you got them going, not any freaking more. I mean, you know, they're, they're dropping off and they're getting rid of the content. This is what I knew was happening. James will back me up, man. I said, man, let me tell you exactly what's going to be happening. And then I go into my IPFS chant. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't heard that one before. Uh, I, I think, again, we got to have multi-prong uh, kind of attacks. And there are some normies out there that do benefit from hearing it on YouTube that randomly kind of cross upon it. Yes, the game is rigged. Yes, it's not fair. But you're going to, if I have a shot to shoot, I'm going to shoot it everywhere I can. <laughs> Uh, cause you know, in my opinion, it's, it's worth an effort and there have been a large number of people that have been affected by it, but also at the same time, you know, I'm on, I'm on BitChute, I'm on DLive, I'm on library. Uh, you know, you got to diversify on, on everything, especially when it comes to critically important information. But now I'm kind of going back to where I started, which is kind of funny to see this kind of uh, cycle, uh, because I started in the streets in New York City right after 9-11, giving out flyers to people on uh, at Ground Zero. Now I'm like, I kind of like this sign idea. I kind of got my own truth mobile. There's a there's a little competitive thing. I don't know if you could tell between me and, and Ernie. Uh, <laughs> uh, as far as our vehicles, I think we're going to end up racing very soon. Uh, I think that would be very entertaining to mm -hmm. watch the VR change mobile. I need a better name. I, it has to be something akin because, I mean, I don't, I don't think the love bus is a good name in itself because that bring, breeds a lot of confusion, but that's a whole nother topic that we can get into <laughs> a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> what are you and Luke doing on the love bus, Ernie? <laughs> Again, I don't know. I was looking around. I was like, I hope no one sees me coming in here. Uh, <laughs> sign on the back end there. I'm like, I don't know, man. So uh, where was I? Uh, <laughs> Diversifying to me is, is really critically important. And uh, I'm really kind of thinking and, and planning going back to basics. I think if we have a guerrilla sign marketing campaign, a way to kind of reach people and to maybe even do survival training courses all over the United States, I think that's something that I'm slowly aiming to one-on-one -on -one 
decentralized, working with individuals and helping those individuals spread signs, spread the messages, spread information that will essentially not only free them uh, of this, this, you know, Orwellian technocratic overlord control, but also at the same time, maybe even prepare them and give them a sense of ease by being prepared for anything that comes their way. So this is really a huge transformational year for me. I know it started absolutely crazy uh, in New York City. I've made a lot of different changes in my life personally be, because of the, the crazy situation uh, that I was in. And, uh, you know, the more you start preparing, the more you, you start becoming responsible for yourself and reliant the more you kind of are put at ease, the more you're able to relax, the more you're able to actually be, uh, you know, far more productive, far more happier and far more healthier. And I think if we could just start on that basic one-on-one level, I think we really got something there, but I'm sorry, you had a question we never got. (laughs) That's so good. Um, Yeah, I was just just wondering when, Ernie, you already answered 2010, geez, it's a long time ago, but do you remember the first time when YouTube or Google like deleted your stuff? Yeah, I, th- this is what happened for me. Uh, we, um, we have the site freedomsphoenix.com and that it was a concept like in 96, even the logo, it's the, you know, freedoms Phoenix rebirth from the ashes of lady Liberty's torch. That was the, the, lo- the concept. I knew this was coming. And when it did, there will be this resurgence of freedom and we'll see you know, how that goes. And in the end, freedom always wins. It just gets really messy first. But our whole thing was uh, when video hits the internet. If you're a young guy in your 30s saying, ah, when video hits the internet in the 90s, you're freaking nuts. You're going, that's all probably, it'll never happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Well, when it does, you know, that's when we go. YouTube hit in 05, boom, we started developing Freedoms Phoenix because once we could do video, I knew it was all over. I don't care how freaking scary your opening is with F-15s bombing, whatever the hell, you know, and you're, woo, you're scared before they even start the show, you know, and I'm going, no, it's going to be, you know, someone like Luke, you know, that's how I, I you know, found out about Luke was his 9-11 activism. And then we promote his video, promote, and I'm, you know, my site and uh, all the stuff we do in my show is really the promotion of what you're doing, you know, and certainly James, you know, James has been, you know, just a rock steady researcher of had the information that I know. Of course, he says, check in the show notes, do your own research, yada, 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 yeah, but I kind of trust James, you know, I'm not really worried about that much. So, <laughs> but the um, having this information is great. When it got bought up by Google, when it started doing this, I could, of course, you know, if you're a libertarian, hardcore activist for, you know, because my whole thing is they always say, you, you, were you conspiracist? You know, do you, do you, do you think the government would do this, this, you know, pick it, you know, whatever the hell it is, fluoridate in the water, you know, GMO, the food, uh, the air, the, the way, I mean, whatever the hell they're going to do, mandatory vaccination, turn you into slave monkeys, or, I mean, whatever the hell they're going to do, do you think they would do that? And I go, I don't know. Can they? I mean, you know, if they physically can, they are, they sure <laughs> as hell want to, you know, so it's a mindset. I'm just, I'm, of course they are. So when it started happening to me, I go, nope, I'm not, I'm not getting sucked into that. Now, of course, we lost traffic, but that was not my goal. Now, Luke, man, him and, you know, and a lot of the other activists, they're like, oh, man, how many clicks did you get? What's your metrics? How many of you, oh, give me some money. You know, they're, I'm going, yeah, well, you keep worrying about that. I'm worried about this, what you're doing and preserving, preserving what James is doing. See, I knew I'm always been like five years ahead of whatever the hell, you know. And I don't care, you know, are my supporters understand that 
that we're playing the long game and I don't get all nutted up or worried or whatever. And James comes on and it's always like the uh, one evening that we had, it was the vice presidential debate. And I'm like, so we're going to talk about that, James. Like, no, (laughs) he doesn't care about voting. You know, I run for office a lot and all that stuff, but I don't vote. You know, I'm just like, you know, I, I get it, you know, but it's like Luke is saying, how many mechanisms can you use to free minds? How many minds can you free? That is where my supporters really come in as I go, look, how many minds are we freeing? All this other stuff is a side effect. You know, that's what's, you know, that's what's the important thing. And the fact that you get them at such a young age and they are starting to learn at the very beginning, what like James was talking about is the excitement of this new technology of the internet to do whatever you wanted. And then it started getting collectivized and ratcheted down. And as soon as you come up with some cool tech, Facebook or, you know, alphabet buys them, you know, and I'm just like, wow. So we have to have something that they can't buy. Open protocols. Yep. Yep. That's right. Luke, when was the first time you were censored? Um, one, one comment before that, I'm still waiting for the Ernie Hancock TikTok channel. I'm really excited to answer <laughs> that he does. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that he does. Uh, the, the first time we noticed something was very wrong, it was in 2008. YouTube was purchased up by Google in 2006. And slowly and surely, we were like, at the beginning, we were like, this is an amazing platform. Back then, it used to be if you had the most comments, you would be ranked by how many comments you had. If you were the you know, number one most commented video in news and politics, they gave you a little award. And we used to collect our little awards. I'm like, yes, we're number seventh in all views on all of YouTube in news and politics. And we remember trying to gamify it and, and just be a part of it. And then one day, uh, we just saw a video just be deleted. No explanation, no, no, no reason given, no email, just boom, gone. And I'm like, wow, 2008. Yeah, and we even Jeez. made videos. We made videos in 2008. You could still go back if the channel's still there <laughs> on YouTube, <laughs> on We Are Change. Go all the way back in 2008, and you could see videos saying, "Be careful, Google bought up this company. They will restrict your speech. We need to fight back more than ever." Uh, and you know, it takes multiple approaches. There's a long-term approach, a short-term approach, but I think we all need to start hitting at this root tree. Uh, as as hard as possible because the time is becoming uh, you know pretty pretty evident that uh, it is becoming more critical. So that was my first time, 2008. And uh, James, I'm curious when uh, when was your first time when uh, you got uh, uh, you know that when was my first time. Let me tell you about my first time, Luke. Um, I I don't remember actually at this point what it was. I'm I, I'm 99% certain it was some sort of copyright flag thing, which usually is just oh we're gonna put slap ads on your um, on your video and we'll collect the revenue. But sometimes they take the the video down. And uh, the one that I remember as one of the earliest was uh, I did a requiem for the suicided episode many years ago on Danny Casalero, and that got uh, put up on my extras channel uh, four or five years ago or something. And uh, it had a little clip from an old Unsolved Mysteries uh, episode from like 1991 or something. And because of that clip, the entire episode gets taken down off YouTube. So for a long time, the only way you'd be able to watch that video is from my server or on BitChute. Um, so that, I mean, I, I always knew it was trending that way. So it's not surprising. Um, I 
don't think other than that, I don't think I've had age restriction, but I haven't had a video just taken down randomly or arbitrarily or against the guidelines or anything like that yet. It is coming though. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I've seen a bunch of age restriction notices on all sorts of videos, including old like 2007 videos uh, in my archives just in the past week or two as they've announced they're going to start ramping that up now. Give us your track. I mean, I know you get a lot of traffic. I'm sure it's a lot of YouTube and so on, but is there an up and comer in one of the platforms? Uh, Cause I know you, you uh, played with everything. I mean, you're yeah. on everything. And you know, so tell me what your most successful, of course, YouTube, but I mean, what's the up and comer? What, what's starting to threaten? I should track that. Shouldn't I? <laughs> I don't. I do not track traffic. I don't care. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I can say that I'm most excited about Odyssey right now because that really yeah. is, it looks and feels and functions a lot like YouTube. It's very smooth. It's very nice setup. It's good for joke, you normie. So I'm. I think so, Odyssey has some potential there. It's quick. It's really quick too. Yeah. So how, really quick. how long does it take? My. Th this is my problem. Uh, my wife died. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uploading. It's, it's pretty know, good. And some, someone's written a script. I do a show nine to noon Eastern here. I have, um, I want to start doing some walk and talk and the drone and the bus and we're out doing activism and everything. And I could easily be up to I don't know, 20 hours a week or more of uploading. I spend my life looking at a processing screen. You know, I'm just now float has been working with us to where we stream and then it processes overnight and it goes up. You know, that could be faster, you know, so we're working on that. So float.app, uh, I think it's .app, you know, uh, float, you know, has been working with us and Kingsley Edwards and, you know, Aaron, you know, these guys are, are, are good friends and we're trying to help them. But, you know, it's a load speed. It's mm -hmm. everything. My wife, that's the biggest point of contention between me and my producer wife is that I need to go up faster. So anybody got any solutions on that? I mean, well, I think, how do you I think do it? That... Game? I mean, your is, is hands down the fastest for uploading. That's for sure. So I mean, it's been able to pin, and there's so many tools now. So if you check out um, uh, oh, someone we were using recently, Sidebrus uh, or uh, Orion, um, I'll send you a link to it anyway. It's really really yeah, cool. Me, and yo, I'm writing all this stuff down. Send me. And stuff. you can just dump like entire folders in, and it just does it for you. Like it's awesome. You know, what really, really is cool. Slide Rock? You said Sidebrus Orion. I'll send you a link anyway. Okay. Um, but. That's really cool for IPFS, but I think uh, James is right in terms of usability on the front end at this point. I think libraries really kicking goals. And so we, we've, what you can actually do, and I don't know if you guys are doing this, but with library, you can um, sync your YouTube channel straight into it. So like you're uploading to YouTube, whatevs, they say you know, yay or nay, if you're allowed to have it on the Google servers or not. But it doesn't matter because it's already gone across to, to library. And now with Odyssey sitting on top of the library blockchain, it's really fast. So they've got fast servers, obviously, like feeding those videos or, or hosting them um, directly from the uploaded stuff to library. Um, what's really, I was telling James about this before. Um, what's really cool that we've, because we interviewed um, the, the CEO of library. Um, gosh, this was the last lockdown, so whenever that was. Uh, but I was allowed to have like one student in and we had all student questions for him. It was really cool. And it was all sort of, um, you know, how can decentralized tech sort of change the world? And that's kind of where this podcast has gone a lot of times. But um, the with that, one of the kids actually came up with an idea of creating a library project. So if you go to library project, uh, lbryproject.github.io, uh, 
she's built a site and a little like intro video and stuff. But basically we're, we're doing um, to, uh, a project to find the best student created video. So kids upload the video, host it on um, LBRY, and then um, the CEO for libraries actually put up his own library tokens. And then I think it's like 200 USD, whoever gets the most sort of wins. Um, so I love like projects like that, totally open source, student centric, and you can do that now with this tech. There's nothing really like that with IPFS yet, although there's a lot of stuff being built. So I think in my mind, like, cause I'd like to be as agnostic as possible, um, sort of LBRY sort of for the video for the moment, but for everything else, sort of IPFS and sort of meshing the, the two together. That's how I've been building my stuff anyway. Um, but that's not to say that you shouldn't put video on, on IPFS. I think it's really quick and easy, but for the interim, I think LBRY blockchain kind of wins out. Yeah, his name is uh, Jeremy Kaufman. He's actually a part of the Free State Project. So I actually had been spending a lot of time with him here in oh, cool. New Hampshire. Uh, during a lot of the get-togethers, which I think also highlights a very important aspect that a lot of people forget is they could always go outside and talk to their neighbors and say hi and say, hey, uh, did you hear about all the craziness that's happening in this world? I saw this bit of information. I can't really make sense of it. What do you think of this James Corbett video or this whatever kind of video that runs across your timeline that you think is valuable that could actually help people. You don't want to kind of force information and knowledge down people's throats. It might be a little awkward if you come out of something like a love bus and you're like, hey, random person. <laughs> <laughs> but but the community here is, is very, very important. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I decided to take everything and kind of move up to New Hampshire and yeah. be a part of oh, the project. Couldn't do that in New York these days. Oh, New York City, you can't do nothing. You can't even fart. Uh, you'll have the, the government on you like white on rice, fining you, giving you tickets for the smallest infraction of not social distancing. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. The level of totalitarian control grid system that has been enabled there. And sadly, I mean, people, are, you know, some of the people are just trying to ignore it. But a lot of people have left for, for that specific reason. It's absolutely insane. I still have some family there. I've been trying to convince them all year to move out. Uh, it's been difficult, but I just decided to, to take my things, go out into the wild. I didn't even have any plans. And everything just kind of magically happened here in New Hampshire. I'm still here. I was here in June. I, I was planning to stay for a week. I'm, I'm still here. So, uh, you know, there's some good things happening here. Yeah, as much crap as he gives me, he's a little inspired <laughs> by the love bus, okay? So, and he did a video on it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, and that was really popular. Well, um, he's got a fifth wheel, and then he got a really manly Ram freaking four-wheel drive, four-door truck with some titanium testicles hanging from the, uh, you know, the bumper. But the, <laughs> so he's, but one of the things is, is that, um, Jay Noon up here does a thing called man camp and it, he could see that everybody, they're just not, they don't have any confidence. You know, we, we just this week, uh, it was last week and we had, uh, Jay on and he goes the opposite of fear. I go, what does he have? I always say no fear, no fear, no fear. I mean, you know, I mean, no fear, but what's the opposite of fear confidence. You know, you're not afraid when you're confident, no matter what comes up, you have some skills, you know, to do this. Well, that's one thing that, Luke coming up from Brooklyn to New York City, get a rope. I mean, you know, it, so he comes in 
We're teaching him how to weld. He's doing it. You know, I got to drag him under his truck to change a freaking bolt to put a light thing on today. You know, can I just pay some Bitcoin for somebody to do that? But, you know, he has to learn this stuff, you know. But so then what he had been telling you, he's been using, he's been taking, um, uh, working with another guy here. They have a thing called Gun Church that Dave, Silver Dave does. And he's a, a Green Beret. You know, he's a military in Afghanistan and all that stuff. They've been training people. So Luke goes, well, I know a bunch of guys need that. So they did a full day or two or whatever on gun training. Then uh, just then they did on like killing your own food and chickens. And they got a bunch of, you know, and how to dress out. And then uh, the just a couple of weeks ago, you guys did a uh, stay overnight, build a fire, make and camp and don't die thing. You know, so this is the kind of stuff that builds confidence. And I'm wondering um, in Australia, do you guys have like a that you know outback culture still, or a Boy Scout kind of learn to live off the land thing, or you guys got all cityfied? Yeah, I'm pretty cityfied, I gotta say, and I'd be with uh, Luke there paying people in BTC to do. So. <laughs> I think um, my not that much. Don't don't shake your head, James. You know it's a nice truck, okay? You know the, the accessories there. <laughs> you know they make. You have to see it to really understand. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think I think there is a lot of that in in Australia. Probably more so up up north more than than Melbourne. But I mean, to to be honest, I think we probably rival New York, Luke, in uh, in Melbourne here because it's literally like you're not allowed to leave your house. Or but before we run out of time, fifty thousand dollar fine. <laughs> it's crazy. I want to make sure James got you know, uh, shared some information with us of all these sites and what you do. Cause your team is like you and Brock West, right? I mean, do you have more or is it just you guys? No. So, you know, the time that he spends on uploading, does he have some kind of coding that does it all at once? Or does he have 14 computers he's loading everything on or how does, you, how you do think you think Brock is doing the uploading? I have oh, no. no idea. Yeah, no, no. Brock just does the video editing. I do everything website uploading everything. So yeah, no, I do it myself. Um, so it is getting to be a chore. I now upload every single video to obviously GooTube, uh, which uh, automatically uploads to BitChute. I manually upload to library. I manually upload to archive.org. I manually upload to minds.com, every single thing that I'm doing. Uh, but now it's just my routine, so I'm used to it. But um, And every single day there's someone saying, why don't you upload to this platform? Why don't you upload to that <laughs> platform? I'm over here, why don't you upload? <laughs> I don't know. I guess if I could just pay someone to upload to every single platform. So I'm with you, Luke. Uh, it's not about one particular place. It's about diversifying as much as possible because this is what this is what digital data is about. It's about putting it everywhere. We can copy it in, in infinitely everywhere. So why not? And and uh, that's why I think of IPFS at this point. I think of it as a as the backup, as the backup censorship resistant storage. I don't think of it as my main way, but I think that will change as the various interfaces for accessing yeah. IPFS data changes and starts to become more integrated with a web 3.0 D web kind of approach. And that's what I'm looking forward to. That is the long-term and uh, we're heading there so a bit at a time. You know, the one thing I give you a good example, um, Dr. Judy Mikovits, you know, wrote the book plague and plague of corruption on the, you know, the back, she's a scientist on this uh, vaccine thing. And uh, we've been interviewing her every week for almost five years. You know, we did in 16, uh, 10 days after I first talked to her, we did a vaccine education summit in Phoenix and we just did one a year ago with, you know, Dell Big Tree and her and a bunch of other big guys on this issue because I knew this was coming. You know, I go, this, they're just lying. And this is children, man. They're, I, I, this is not going to go well for them. But uh, when they did the movie Plandemic and they haven't even finished it, it's just in segments, 
in a 23 million uh, minute trailer with her that they were whack a mole it off the internet, every chance they good everywhere. Well, we loaded it up on IPFS and it was the seed file for everything. It just kept going. And they finally, you know, never mind. I mean, everybody, a billion downloads, billion with a B. I'm going, holy crap. Mm. There's that many people download anything. I mean, you know, so this was a perfect example of that. When you need the art, when you want to have it, when you want to make sure you can get it and it goes faster, the more people that do it. That's the point. So, yeah, it's an archive. It's a backup. But um, it, it has the reason it is, is because of its features, its traits, the fact mm -hmm. that it can't be all these other things. So, you know, that's why you like James, of course, you know, diversify and go on. But I'm not willing to, you know, the stuff that I want, I always wanted to do movie clips. I'm a big movie guy, movie mm -hmm. clips and music and classical. No, you can't. I go, F you. Yes, I can. <laughs> I will build it to do it if I, you know, can. And that's what I'm doing. So, you know, Luke and James, they're, they're always on my ass. You know, well, you should do and pimp this. But then that's a nano moment I'm spending on that when I could be focusing working on getting this sooner. Because it's all about my grandkids. I got 12 grandkids. I want them to come in the, you know, the Freedom's Phoenix, you know, to be on the other side of this. You know, by the time they start to have children and be adult, we're on the other side of freedom and abundance and rock and roll and whatnot. Cause these bad guys are going away. And that's why James's stuff is so important to me. If we don't have this research and this information and this contextual understanding of what's going on and who's doing it, then we keep repeating history all the time. You know, I just, you know, at least it's rhyming, but I go, it's, why we got so much waiting for us and the technology. That's why we have a, another site called pirates without borders.com. There we have, you know, the letters of Captain Mark and, you know, kind of all piratey of, you know, I, I, I raised my black flag because of and so on. And and uh, and decentral all the tech that goes to support communication, decentralization of energy and transportation and food and water and automation. I mean, all this stuff is there. And the reason is, is because that's the future. And mm -hmm. but you got to understand the past and how we got here and who's to blame. When James did the uh, the gates uh quad thing you know what do you call a a, a four-part trilogy <laughs> i call a it the documentary <laughs> the, the quadrigy anyway so you know and when he did that that saved me so much time you know somebody go well what do i just watch james's you know gates thing man and you're done you know so that's why this kind of material is so important to me to archive and save so that it can't you know be but you didn't finish my question. You answered my question, James. When you upload it, are you you just have a lot of bandwidth, or are you just doing one at a time, or you got several computers? You just do them all at once, or to take? Uh, yeah, no, week? no. I'm all uploading from the same computer through the same bandwidth. Um, but I'm in Japan, so maybe we in have Japan internet awesome. new uh, luddites <laughs> out in America. Um, but yeah, uh, I, here's the thing. Actually, here is the thing. Uh, I often will use YouTube as the processor because they will put up the different quality, you know, they auto render different qualities. And I will often use the 360p from YouTube uh, at, to upload to some of the other platforms like Minds or Library because it is faster because it does take longer to upload to a library or Minds or something like that than to YouTube. So if I will sometimes take the rendered down version for the, the other 
uploads. But that'll change when I get scrubbed off of YouTube, which will probably be in the coming weeks. So anyway. We've well, taken your MP4s, I think. That's what Derek does, because you yeah. put them on. Yeah, Earth. those MP4s generally tend to be the rendered down versions that I, I scrape off of YouTube. Wow, okay. I'll tell you something that's um that's worth noting as well. If you're gonna do a deep dive on the IPFS white paper, and it took me a long time to understand this. So, um, James, you mentioned before um, DTube and like the Steam blockchain, which you know I was super excited about when it launched. And um, reading the white paper, it keeps referring to the permanent internet, permanent internet, permanent internet. Um, what they actually mean, and there's been a few revisions, is the persistent internet. So like the right to be deleted is still still in there. And I, I didn't get that to begin with. So I was uploading stuff to DTube thinking, oh yeah, it's just there forever. Until you go to, to, to go back to it and sort of look at it down the track. So I had one video that, you know, I made eight bucks or something um, uh, in Steam dollars or Steam credits or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, cool. People actually like that, got lots of views. Went back a couple of months later hang on, my picture's there and the hash is still there, but the video is gone because it hadn't been pinned anywhere. It's just like, all right, it's it's there for X amount of time. So what what we need to do is create a network of a, a, a global network. And, and like what I keep coming back to education, like we have um, all these schools. So you have like a, a primary school or an elementary school next to a high school, next to a, uh, you know, tertiary, next to a university they'll have wicked internet connections and basically unlimited space, but no protocols to support each other. So if we can create a network, and this, this goes for everything, right? Of, um, of people with decent internet connections and lots of hard drive space, we can create a persistent internet of whatever files that we want yeah. to, to get. But that's right. We need we need a network out there to support that. And uh, Ernie, what are you doing with sitepins.net? Is it what are you what is it you're doing? Sitepins.net is what Derek used as the uh, well you gotta talk to Derek. I mean he's the guy doing this, but sitepins it shows uh, all the videos that we've scraped and some of the information and that's kind of he's trying to you know give enough data for people to replicate his stuff. I mean he's not like trying to you know, build something. He wants time. He doesn't need money. He wants time. Somebody, you know, clone me and, you know, I'll get all over it, you know. But um, sitepins.net is where he has a lot of this information. But we just did a show last week where uh, we were talking about this. And uh, he's all excited about when the snow starts flying in Maine and he gets at his computer and he's not outside, you know, like doing stuff. You know, he's going to be all on, you know, GitHub working on these formatting and the protocols and everything that you're doing. That's what I was going to ask you. Would you mind taking a call from him or email or exchange? I'll Derek talk to you. Cause if you got kids that need to do some work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. 12 year old on it, man. Rock and roll. So yeah. this, this, this is coming. And I, I tell you the, the success story on this is what James has done. One, he created the content and then we saved it. And you know, he kind of like, ah, you know, he gives it a little, okay. You know, he gives me the loop thing and, you know, take another shot. But, you know, when it finally gets to the point, you know, this stuff's starting to happen and he's like, eh, I'm a little bit more interested in this. And as it develops and becomes, you know, very fast, like Odyssey is doing well. I know Jeremy and, you know, Derek and I have sat down in his office in Manchester and talked to him about this. You know, where do we put our video? When we really start, awesome. it, where do we go? Cause that's where I want to go. I want to, who's going to make it easier for me. We'll do the James thing and put it everywhere. And then we got, he's a, you know, agorist hosting. He's got his own servers and stuff. And we have, you know, that's not the point. I'm not doing it for me. Yeah. I want it 
everybody. Yeah, I want right. because that is the biggest way. That's why you know you get on TV and you say CorbettReport.com because it's just to piss them off. It's to educate <laughs> people. It's to get them to have you know access to this information that they don't want you to have and to be able to share it quickly. And because we did a thing, we call them pirate boxes, and we just do the Raspberry Pis yeah, with yeah, yeah. Fight plugins. Boom, you're done. And that sounds like what you're doing. Yeah, I'm like, very cool. you're, you're my, you're, you're my hero, man. Let's, let's get on with it. You know, well, I'll, we, t- I'll tell you how, how we, um, well, at, uh, my God, kids coming in now. Um, I better go in a second, but basically we do just to, to put in the picture of like the philosophy of our school. So we, we do, um, a lot of critical thinking and self-directed learning. So the kids here embark on these things called Enigma missions and Enigma missions are like SDL or self-directed learning projects. They pick a topic, they run with it for three years for up to three years. At the end of it, they do like a TED style prayers and they have to know their, their stuff inside out. So like whole group of people firing questions at them. And this is everything from, you know, the problems with Einstein's equations to GMO foods to one girl went out like feeding homeless people and filmed the whole thing. Um, but historically, like since its inception back in like 2014, 2013, we were just uploading by default to YouTube until we realized oh, okay, so that, that video where that girl's like done this awesome presentation, we didn't have any other copies of it. We just thought, hey, put it on YouTube and it's there. Deleted a video. Deleted like all these kids' videos, particularly a bunch of stuff around um, uh, kids, obviously they're all into gaming, be- probably because of copyright, deleted. And like, we didn't even think, well, I haven't got backups to that. We just uploaded it. It's really sad. And it's really gross that a corporate, like a, a, a Google, like a... We, can you even call them a corporation anymore? I don't even know what you're meant to call them now, like Alphabet. They just filed antitrust uh, uh, lawsuits of the Attorney General in their, uh, America after him right now. Yeah. Well, this is gross, right? Like, I mean, these, I mean, and it's obviously just AI probably deleting stuff, but to delete like 12 year olds' work or 10 year olds' work, like, it's just disgusting. So we need protocols to fix that. And I think RPFS is the is the way to do that, um, along with these, these like, uh, so you'll take other open protocols. You'll, you'll communicate with Derek because sure. I mean, you, yeah. oh yeah, no, 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 no. You did this is it. This yeah, is it. for this sure. Um, so are you, are you guys with Jeremy now? Like, is he is he in your sort of uh, area? He's about thirty miles away or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, if you see him again, say hi and say, tell him thanks very much. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm really glad we got to do this, and and one of the the uh, milestones for us is that, you know, James would take it seriously and actually ask us questions and put this up. Cause I think James, you knew, and he told us, he said, get ready, here it comes. You know, there, you know, there's going to be a lot of people taking a look at this and I'm going good. That's what makes it go faster. You know, that's what you try to understand. Yep. And um, it's, it's uh, and, and thank you, James, you know, for taking this seriously. I know we talk about a lot of things and so on, but uh, really this is, one of the most important things, and it's to archive the work like what you do. And I'm just, and I'm glad that you're smart enough to put it on your own servers and have the MP4, and you're telling people, you know, hey, yeah, it's out there, but I got it on my own, which made it easier for us. Because what happened, he did a site map where Derek said, well, just do a site map, and you know, I don't know what that means, but I guess you know, James figured it out. Within 18 hours, his site was up. We started having stuff up, like the next day. You know, I mean, it's really not that hard. Easier and easier. Check out um, Fleek when you get a chance. F L E E K makes it really simple. 
to, You're gonna to send me an email with all this. Stuff. I'll just send it all to. I'll put it in the show notes as well. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. I better better run because I got kids like knocking on the door. But um, yeah, love to uh, chat again. Thanks for for jumping in, everyone. Um, love all your work. So yeah, keep it up. All right, Thank awesome. You. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for doing this podcast. I've just subscribed to the podcast myself and I'm listening in. So I'm very excited to hear about all the developments. So uh, get that, keep that coming. I want to hear about all the developers and all the cool stuff that's happening. On. Well, I'm <laughs> awesome. excited. I hope, I hope you're getting a little bit more excited about the future of this, James. Because I mean, you know, this is, you're, you're, you're the milestone. Ernie, you, you keep saying that. I've been on this bandwagon for a decade. I was on Veracity videos back in the day, back, you know, <laughs> saying YouTube is going down back in 2009. Like, come on. I was on blip.tv. Do you even know yeah. what that is? Remember well, that? Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're old timers at this, Ernie. We know. <laughs> I know. I just, no, no, no. I knew you knew that, you know, this was coming and so on. I'm just glad that you're starting to see the, the benefits and possibilities of IPFS. And you're right. It's not just that. I don't give a crap. You know, you're assuming I, I'm married to it. I was looking for storage and maid space and steam it and mines. I mean, I'm waiting for it, the, but they're all kind of centralized or they're worried about the monetization. This is a people effort. This is something we can do right now and it's happening. And I'm excited, like you say, James, like it was in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's wrap it up here. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye. See you, Luke. Please send us your feedback, let us know what guests you'd like to interview, or if you're doing something creative or interesting on IPFS, we'd love to hear from you and feature you on the show, so get in touch. The podcast is hosted by myself, Jean Baden, and Kieran Nolan, and was mixed and produced by Efe Vardale. The music featured is a track called Zero Equals Infinity by Van Seel. See you all next week.